Welcome to Brightcast. Thank you for downloading. My name is Katie Carty Hiley of RainbowBright.net. And I'm Renee Stowe of RainbowBright.co.uk. Hello and greetings. Thank you for tuning in again. And we are bringing you a nice little special. And on this episode, we have a special guest. Yay! Our special guest for today is Tina Campbell, who has been a longtime Rainbow Bright fan, just like Renee and I, from the early days of the interwebs on the Rainbow Bright mailing list. So we've been buddies for quite a long time. And she now works for Metro in the UK, which is a fantastic magazine. And she gets to report on all this really cool stuff like Rainbow Bright coming back. (laughs) So first, I want to do a little interview with Tina. Um, so first, I was just curious, what got you into Rainbow Bright in the beginning? Uh, I just always loved the colours, I suppose, and the episodes and the dolls, just everything about Rainbow Bright, really. And my, when I was about two, my grandma bought me my very first item of merchandise, which was the bed sheets. Oh, do you still have the sheets by any chance? No, my mum threw them away. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. <laughs> so I'm always checking eBay to see if they come up. <laughs> And then what got you back into it in your teenage years? Um, I think I first got back into it when I was about eight. And uh, I'm not sure what got me back into it. But certainly um, when I was um, a teenager, it was the internet and finding your your website. And there were other episodes I'd never seen before. And also eBay, because you could buy the dolls, you know, Mm -hmm. that you'd either long lost or had sold. And so, you know, you could start your collection all over again. That's awesome. You pretty much came into it like the the rest of us did. It was, you know, this childhood thing that you had a great nostalgic memory about that you always loved. And then the internet opened the door again to express that love, find other people who loved it. And like you said, grow a, a start growing a collection if you were so inclined. So it was a good time to be a fan, honestly. Yeah, and I used to go on the forum on rainbowbright.net. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> yeah, I know you've been around quite a long time. <laughs> so, Tina, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got your job at Metro and what you well, what you did before Metro, um, how you transitioned into working at Metro and some of the things you've been doing since you started there. Sure. Um, well, I got my job at Metro. Originally, I was doing freelance shifts and I had to pitch stories. And one idea I had, I'd been saying to Katie, you know, for a while, has your collection, your Rainbow Lab Museum, ever been featured in an article? And you said, no, I don't know how to go about it. So I said, would I be able to write about it? And you said, sure, and put it out there. And everyone picked it up, BuzzFeed, Uproxx. It was great. <laughs> and they were really <laughs> happy with it. So I ended up getting a job. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that still astounds me that that article is what helped you land that job. That's Makes me all warm and fuzzy inside. <laughs> <laughs> and you got some great comments about it, didn't you? As well. I did. Saying how much they loved your collection. They really did. And Have it... you had anyone come and visit you yet? No. Okay. I had somebody local who was going to. It was a friend or a coworker of someone I used to pet sit for. Uh, I guess they were just talking one day and the lady mentioned... I guess Rainbow Bright came up and the lady mentioned my collection and the other lady said, oh, I want to see that. And I've got a friend that lives an hour or two away that would love to see that, too. So let me set up a time where my other friend can come visit and we'll go together. So we set up a time 
set up a day, and they never showed. I was so bummed. Uh. <laughs> never showed, never. You know, after the, I, I emailed them, you know, an hour or two after they were supposed to have been here and said, hey, you still come in? And they're like, oh, something came up. I'm so sorry. Maybe another time. I'm like, mm, no, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, it's your time too at the end of the day. It is. And I had gone through and did like a super duper cleaning and organize. I mean, everything up here is pretty organized just as a whole. I don't really move things that often, but my desk is messy and gets stuff moved around and put on it. So I had gone through and done an extra cleaning. I'd made sure the house was just the whole house was in really good shape. I was really excited and nothing. So let that be a warning fans. <laughs> if you make an appointment with me, you better keep it or tell me in advance that you have to cancel. I mean, if they had just given me warning, it would have been fine. We could have rescheduled. But the fact that they just didn't show and didn't tell me was a little lame. Um, no one stands yeah, up for you, Katie. That's right. <laughs> and actually, somebody, and I feel bad that I kind of forgot, not that I forgot this, but I I didn't think about it at the time you interviewed me. I had had a fan come and visit my friend Vincent Wales from California, who was like the first Rainbow Bright fan I met online back when I was first, first starting my website. He's the one that helped kind of teach me the ropes and how to make a website. And when I had a few questions, I would bounce it off of him. And he, he was super amazing and helpful. Um, and he came out... When was that? Maybe last January, I want to say. Because he has a sister that lives a couple hours from here. And he came with his sister and visited the museum. And I even got a picture of me and him in the museum. And I completely forgot to give that to you. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, gosh, Vincent's going to hate me. I said in the <laughs> oh, article okay. that nobody's come. And he did. Oh. I mean, that wasn't his <laughs> only reason for coming all the way to North Carolina from California. <laughs> but... <laughs> did visit and enjoyed it so sorry Vincent <laughs> what was his reaction on seeing it he loved it he really did he's more of a casual fan I should say he he got interested in the cartoon because like he was in college when it came out in the 80s but he had a niece that was the right age for it and she loved it and when he was babysitting her or hanging out or whatever one time she got him to listen to the Paint a Rainbow in Your Heart album, and it just got stuck in his head. He kept finding himself singing the songs. And I guess he ended up watching some of the episodes with her and actually thought it was a, a cool cartoon. I mean, he didn't go crazy, started collecting everything or whatnot, but he just thought it was cool. And he made the mistake, <laughs> if you could say that, of telling some of his college buddies about it. So they started teasing him and buying dolls and sheets and putting them in his dorm room. <laughs> I wish I had some friends like that. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so it became this thing where he got punked and it kind of stuck with him, I guess. So he's still a fan. He still checks in on what's going on with, with the show and so forth. And we're still in touch. He's an author now, so he does a lot of other stuff. Um, but we're just, we're good friends. So, uh, I'm always keeping up with what's going on, but yeah, so he was, he was the first official fan that came to see it. Um, and I've had some friends come by that I wouldn't say they're fans necessarily. Like many of them have seen the show, you know, watched it back in the day, 
but not something they necessarily remember much of. But they humor me, you know, when they come over to my house, they let me show it off and watch me squee. And <laughs> and, and actually a few kids have come with other people and they freak out. Like they have no idea what the character is, but they just see all the colors um, and see these huge rooms full of dolls and toys and they think it's amazing. So even non-fans appreciate the Rainbow Land Museum and that makes me happy. That with the pictures are you know they're really lovely they're stunning and you've done it so nicely thank you I'm that's one of the things I feel that I'm good at is organizing things like I'm a little bit on the OCD side without being creepy OCD like I don't have to wash my hands every five (laughs) minutes or anything but I I want things in a particular order I like things to be symmetrical I like them to be lined up perfectly Uh, I'm always getting my husband to use the level like if it were up to him he would just slap stuff on the wall and be done call it a day and I'm like oh no 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 we need a level we need measuring tape <laughs> we need a calc well he doesn't need a calculator because <laughs> he can do math in his head but I'm like no it has to be exactly this many inches from this thing and this many inches from that thing and <laughs> I, I get a little anal about it and I have to apologize to him every day every time but he humors me he, he puts up with it so he actually made all of those shelves for me and just when I would say put it here, he would put it there and yeah, it was it was a joint effort for sure. And then once all the shelves were up, I just went to town putting up all the dolls and books and puzzles and play sets and the things, all the things. And it, oh, it brought me so much joy because so much of those items had been stuck in storage for ages, just in boxes in a closet somewhere. I never thought I would have a place to put them. And now they're up for the world to see. And that makes me happy. And then the other room, you have the glass cases you just got for all the other stuff. Yes. We just got those a few months ago and there's four of them. They're Ikea. I don't know what size they are. Maybe two by two cube and maybe four feet tall, something like that. And they've got four shelves in them. And so I put smaller items in there. It's a it's a mishmash. I mean, there's purses in there and stickers. And I don't want to call it junk because it's absolutely not junk. But <laughs> like, what do you say about just a hodgepodge of things? Hidden treasures. There you go. Hidden treasures. <laughs> but now that a new cartoon is coming out, I... It has crossed my mind, if they do merchandising, where am I going to put it all? (laughs) (laughs) I'll make room, fear not. I will make room, but it it might be interesting. (laughs) Did Hallmark get in touch with you after the article? No, sadly they did not. They know about me, because when they did the 30th anniversary art show one of their videos they had on the wall was like a slideshow of fans. And they had one of the pictures was a picture of the bed in my rainbow land museum. That's all decked out in rainbow bright linens. And then there was also a picture of me with my rainbow hair. I think it was one of the, it was like my profile picture on Facebook at the time. Um, So they definitely know who I am and know of my collection and so forth, but no, they haven't contacted me. Because that was the way I originally got in contact with Hallmark when I said to them about the article. And at the time I said to them, could you let me know if if you do decide to bring out any more Rainbow Bright merchandise or anything else related? 
Cool. So then when I saw Emily's tweet, that's when I then got back in touch and said, oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> just wondering, got any comment on this? And that's when she replied to me. She said, thank you for your patience, because she didn't reply stri- straight away. This project is being managed by one of our subsidiaries, and since it's in development, they are not ready to share more details. I have shared your contact info so they can follow up when the time is right. Nice. So, yeah, that that's exciting, too. And Tina actually showed that to me a few days ago, so I've had a few days to obsess over it and see what it could possibly mean. <laughs> so, well, for one, it means that they they confirmed it. This is a real thing that's happening. They didn't say, oh, no, that was just a hoax or we don't know anything about it. No, they confirmed that it is in development. It's being managed by one of their subsidiaries. It's a real thing. So number one, that, that was my first takeaway from it, which is super exciting. And then number two, that it's being managed by one of their subsidiaries. Because before we had no idea what studio was or what company was handling this. It could have been anybody. Um, but they don't own that many subsidiaries. And only a couple of them have anything to do with television. One of them being the Hallmark Channel, which you've probably heard of, uh, at least in the U.S. I don't know if they have that in the U.K. I think we possibly do. I'm not sure. Okay. But if not, we should. Yes. <laughs> The second one is Spirit Clips, which we we mentioned in the previous podcast. Uh, and since then, I've done a little more delving into their website because I had glanced at it before, but I I don't know. I, I was still a little skeptical, like, oh, I doubt they're going to put it there. Surely it'll be somewhere else. But it at this point, all signs seem to be pointing towards Spirit Clips. And... The more I looked into it, the more excited I actually got about it. Part of it is a little daunting in the fact that it's a paid service. So people aren't going to be able to go on and watch episodes for free if uh, if this is where they release it. Um, but it's not expensive. It's either $4.99 a month or if you pay it by the year, it works out to only $2.99 a month. So it's not it's not an expensive uh, service at all. And it's kind of like Netflix. Um, I figure most of our listeners know what that is. So it's a streaming service and it's just, it's a, it's a different one. So you've got your Netflix subscription you pay for. This would just be your spirit clips subscription. If, uh, if it goes that way and you're interested in watching it and it's um, available to watch through your browser, but they also support many devices that you can watch their their content through. So there's Windows and Mac computers. You can stream through Xbox 360, Google TV, and Roku devices. And then they also support many mobile devices. And those are Android phones and tablets via Google Play, the iPad, iPhone, Nook, Kindle Fire, and Samsung Galaxy tablets. So... That makes me feel better that people can watch it through multiple devices. I was a little worried in the beginning that it was only going to be browser-based. And a lot of people don't want to sit in front of their computer to watch shows or, or videos. I know we have a Roku in our house and a Chromecast, which is something that lets you stream like YouTube videos. Um, well, I guess it's not just YouTube, but video and audio content from a computer onto a TV. Um and we use those all the time. So 
I was a little worried. Oh, no, I'm not going to be able to watch this on my TV. That's going to stink. <laughs> but if I could watch it through the Roku, that would be perfect. Um, and I think a lot of our listeners use one of those devices, if not multiple. So there's definitely several options to be able to watch this. And if you're if you're going to be signing up for this for your kids, um, they love to look at it on a tablet. You know, I see pictures of kids doing that all the time. And my own niece and nephew watch stuff on tablets all the time. So I think it'll work pretty well if people are okay with paying a little bit of money, which I hope they will be <laughs> if that's where they release it. Would it only be in the U.S. though? That I don't know. Um, would it only be a U.S. thing? I looked on their website and I couldn't find a list of countries they support, but I found something in their help file or terms and conditions. Sorry. that said the selection and availability of materials may vary from user to user and from country to country. So it says some materials may not be available for viewing on all devices for license or technical restrictions. So Yeah. That's a little up in the air. I don't know which countries will or will not be supported. Um, hopefully, this material would be available on all of their devices. I can't imagine why it wouldn't be, but I don't know yet about countries. Because, you know, Star Stealers available on iTunes. Oh, yeah. You know, um, Rainbow Bright and the Star Stealers available on iTunes in the US. It's not in the it's UK. Not in the it's UK. not there. <laughs> oh, no. no. We never got it on DVD either. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. Other than iTunes, can you get it on Amazon? Because it's there too. Um, from Amazon, no, you can't download it. The only thing you can get is the US version of the DVD, but that's super expensive these days because obviously yeah, it's been out of print for a while. But I wonder if they'll reissue it once they bring this new version out. Yeah, that's a really good point. This would be a great time for them to do that. But that's in Warner Brothers ballpark. Mm-mm. True. Please, Warner Brothers. Please. <laughs> We're just going to beg all of the companies <laughs> that have any any fingers involved in, in Rainbow Bright. Please, please, please pay attention to what's going on. Please, please, please give us the things we're asking for. We're really not asking for much. <laughs> we just want a few DVDs. We'd love a re, uh, reissue of Rainbow Bright and the Star Stealer. Or, you know, Blu-ray. I would love a Blu-ray of it because then it would also hopefully be region free and could be played across many countries. Um, but another, another DVD even would be would be fine with me. But again, make it region free. The whole region thing just bugs me. <laughs> well, overall, the Star Stealer DVD, I don't really care for because it's uh, formatted to fit a regular square television, which means it's not the same film that was shown in theaters. And when they restream it on Netflix, it's actually just been split to look widescreen, but it's still the boxed TV formatted one. Oh, so you're Make me losing. Sad. Yeah, you're losing. Mm -hmm. Oh, that stinks. Okay, yeah. We need a Blu-ray of the original. And again, you have it on Netflix? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's been on Netflix a few times. I'm not sure if it's still there because I have not had Netflix for a year. You're all checked. Yeah, it comes and goes. They'll have it for a little while and then they'll lose the license for it and then they'll get it again and then they'll lose it again. So, let's see here. Because after it left Netflix the last time is when it started being pay, which they do have a pay option of streaming it on Warner Brothers on YouTube. 
You can pay like two ninety nine on YouTube and you can watch Star Stealer. Oh really? I thought it was just on YouTube anyway. Mm-mm, no, since they started doing the pay uh, movies on YouTube, uh, they've cracked down on a lot of the people that put it up there just to put it up there. Those went bye-bye. <laughs> okay, so the episodes, I think, are still there that people had uploaded. Yeah. But, okay, yes. not the movie. There are so many different channels just uploading the TV show just to upload the TV show. It's on, like, eight different channels the entire series. <laughs> that's a little unnecessary i would say yeah why why do we need eight copies of the same thing and i can't imagine any of them are much better quality than the one before plus you can't monetize that so why <laughs> oh they're not doing it for money they just want it to be available because it's not any other way silly people <laughs> so we need the original series on dvd as well or blu-ray with some special features, that'd be cool. What about the live-action specials? Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I've still got those. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> I've got the VHSs of those. <laughs> well, it kind of reminds me of when they released the 25th, or is it the 20th or 30th anniversary of Back to the Future mm-hmm. on Blu-ray. It included the ride. Oh, cool. So I wouldn't mind them when they, if they were released the series, it, they'd be included in like a special feature. Because mm-hmm. that was so silly. Because that includes all the... I'm not sure if, if you've ever seen the Back to the Future ride that used to be at Universal Studios. Oh, yeah. But, I wrote it. Uh, I've seen it on YouTube. Nice. But uh. the the footage is so... is different because but it's, it's basically everything that you would see on the monitors when you would go through the ride to seeing the ride. And then it's just the the video of it which is like without it being on that curved screen to look 3d it's kind it kind of loses its charm but it's there it looks like crap but it's there (laughs) (laughs) and i just checked netflix um rainbow brightness star stealer is available for rental like you can get the dvd sent to you but no it's not up for streaming right now boo hiss so yeah that absolutely needs to happen as well so after um, I contacted Hallmark, I then contacted Bettina Bush mm-hmm. and asked her what she thought about the possibility of a new series. And she replied. <laughs> she <laughs> she said, because I, I asked her what would she like to see from a new series. And she said, I'm good with anything that is true to the spirit of the original. And I'm sure that it will be. Hashtag good hands. Nice. And she told someone else that she's thrilled to pass on the torch to Emily. She's a very talented young lady. Maybe I'll drop in for a cameo. <gasps> oh, I didn't see that. Oh, my God. Yep. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That would be amazing. <laughs> amazing, amazing, amazing. Okay. Because <laughs> as soon as I saw the thing on Instagram, I tweeted to Bettina and just said, did you know about this? And she retweeted what I had posted, but she didn't actually reply. So I took that to me. It could mean either one. It could mean, yes, I already knew about it. Um, But again, can't give any more details right now. So I'm just going to put my blessing out there. Or maybe she didn't, uh, but either way, she handled it really, really well. And I love that she's supporting it, giving it her blessing and excited about it at the same time, even if she's not Rainbow Bright herself this time around. 
But oh, that makes me really happy that she's interested in doing a cameo. <laughs> <laughs> well, she, you know, it was a part of her, wasn't it? She did it from such a young age. Yes. So, I suppose it would be like going full circle. It would. It absolutely would. That still astounds me to this day that she was so young, just six years old. Just wow. So well, I'm <laughs> curious too, you know, with if it's on Spirit Clips, because we've seen over the last year, maybe two years, original content coming out on Netflix and I think Hulu as well that are not available mm-hmm. on any cable channels. It's only available through their streaming services. So I think this is, if it, if they do go with Spirit Clips, because again, we don't know yet. We're just speculating. But if they do, I feel like that's the same direction they would be going, is original content made by this studio, you know, only for this service. So that's the only place you can get it. But that can be a really good thing for companies like Netflix and Hulu. I think they have a lot of subscribers that they may only pay for the streaming service because you can pay for different packages. You can just stream, you can stream and rent DVDs, and then it goes up for how how many DVDs you want to rent at one time. Um, I don't think Spirit Clips deals with any DVDs. I think it's all streaming. But that could get them some more business. Get um, you know Because there's so many fans for Rainbow Bright, I think a lot of people would be willing to pay that small fee to be able to watch it and for their children to watch it and to watch the other stuff that they offer. It's not, it wouldn't just be Rainbow Bright. You would have access to their entire catalog and they have a lot of good stuff up available on their site, movies and TV shows, um, old and new stuff. So, and it might, you know, if, if they get enough money, this could increase the budget for the show. So I could see it potentially doing good things for the show itself. They wouldn't just be relying on ad revenue um, or, whatever they get from cable companies. Um, and then they can put more money into the business and do other things like this in the future, perhaps. I don't know. I think it could be a good thing. What do you guys think? Well, from a marketing standpoint, I can understand, especially when you're dealing with Netflix. Which Netflix, when you actually turn it on, it tells you, do you want adult or children's programming? Spirit Clips is strictly family-friendly children's programming, so you don't have to worry about the kids accidentally accessing the more mature stuff. It's family-friendly programming all the time, which some people might want that for available for their children, so you know they feel more secure. So I like that aspect. And then them having this kind of a network, something that's just for family and kids, having original programming like the other channels do, Netflix and Hulu, uh, I think it's it's a smart decision. I think from a marketing perspective as well, if they're going to launch a toy line off the back of it, it is the smart thing to do. Because previous times, you know, like when they did it, was it 2003? That just didn't work, did it? I mean, they'd only brought a couple of the dolls out. They came with one episode, the same episode in every single packaging. Mm-hmm. It just it needed something to go with it. They did those short clips, the last reissue. But again, you'd only know about that if you went on the website. There was nothing you know, on Nickelodeon or Disney or wherever they'd show it. Mm-hmm. Well, originally, the 2004 was supposed to be on Nick Jr., but I never saw anything for it. Mm-hmm. It was on the Nick Jr. website, but... I never saw any advertising on Nickelodeon and I never saw any programs and I thought surely I would have. Nothing. Nothing. And that issue was strange. I thought that they just chose those, only those characters and that was it. Well, from the prototypes that were released in pamphlets that would come with the dolls, they were intending on expanding the line if it were, I guess, soon popular enough or met a particular quota. Because in 
uh, one of the pamphlets that came, I can't remember which doll it came with. Uh, it had, I think, a shy violet, a different designed uh, starlight, and a color cottage playset. I've never seen the shy violet one. Have you got a picture of that? Sure, let me get it. I Yeah, because I've still got the uh, color castle in the box. And that's got a picture of quite a few. It's got murky and lurky on the back of it, I think, that one. I need to look on my box. I don't remember this. <laughs> you know, sometimes I just stick a thing up on a shelf and then I don't look at it again. So I forget what's on the other side. <laughs> no, I, I can see it right now, actually. <laughs> I'm going to put it on uh, my cupboard. The only sad thing is <laughs> the um, the button, it doesn't work. I don't know if it needs any battery. Yeah, they did personally. run out. Mine doesn't work anymore either. But I don't want to open it to replace the battery because that would decrease the value. <laughs> <laughs> Same. I got a used copy and I put the sounds online. She did. She put the sounds on. Ah. So we can still hear it when we want. <laughs> okay. All right. Correction. It wasn't Shy Violet. It was Patty. But here they are. I'll send you the page. I wanted the Color Cottage playset. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I completely forgot about those. Now, according to this, this was supposed to have been on the Light Up Castle packaging. So you should see it on yours because you have it mint in package. I don't. One second, I can get it down. <laughs> yeah, yours is more handy than mine. I'd have to go downstairs. <laughs> I've been waiting for a colored castle to go down so I can get one in package so I can get these, but... They're hard to find, aren't they? I've seen a couple on eBay. Yeah, but they're usually over $100, and I can't really afford that. Yeah. Apart from that, I think the postage... Because, uh, actually, uh, Rufan sent me these, you know, raggy doll. Um, <laughs> okay, um, yeah, yeah, you're right. Patty is on here. Hang on, I'll take a picture. I love Star Starlight's mane being blown in the breeze. Yeah, his tail. And but is, is that, that comb? Like fabric because it has a comb with it. It does have a comb, dude. So I'm, I think it's just really small and very curly. So maybe it's curling up. It's not supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. I think it's fabric. Oh my goodness. It was a really nice playset though. Yeah. And it's got the color console and everything. Yeah, I was able to get um, my set and included all the pieces. Because they have the castle up there. Sometimes that shows up on eBay and it's just the castle. But I actually got one that mm. was all the pieces and little playset parts. Sweet. A little vanity. I'm like, and that's <laughs> you. I only just noticed this. Um, it's got a wheelbarrow and inside is star sprinkles. What? Yes. So cute. I never noticed. Yeah, they're, not, they're not colored, <laughs> though. They're not colored, though. I thought they would be, like, transparent or something. No, I know. But that's still really cool. I don't remember that. <laughs> no, me neither. Uh, they needed to make the color cave next, then. Totally. Wouldn't that be so fun? You know, oh. like a plasticine or, I don't know, um, Play-Doh, a Play-Doh color castle. Like, you know, that <laughs> a horse of a different color, that episode. Was it that one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I would love if it would light up as if the crystals were pulsing with light. I'd have a colored cape nightlight. <laughs> <laughs> but like the background of this picture is different from the one that's it's on different. 80s toy sale. I wonder Personate. if that's a UK versus US thing. Dang it, now I gotta go look at mine. <laughs> did you buy this in Europe or in, in the UK or did you get this on eBay and it came from the States? Oh no, they never sold these in the UK. We didn't get any of oh. the uh, 2004 merchandise. No, um, uh, Rufan from the forum sent me this. Okay. Now, on the back, does it say where it was produced? One sec. 
Yeah, because those pictures are different. What would it say? Look near around the barcode area, either on the very bottom of the box or... Uh, okay, yeah. That wheelbarrow is so mm. cute. <laughs> Um, oh, made in China. Made in China? Mm, no. Well, for example, yeah, there's a Uh, for example, in <laughs> I have a, a French Canadian doll that was released at the same time, and it didn't come with a DVD. It came with a game. Uh, oh, a PC game set. Uh, no, it mentions New York. All right, so it was an American one. It wasn't the. Uh, it wasn't the other. Okay. There yeah. might be a Canadian one or something. I thought maybe it may have been Canadian. Well, she she's she lives in Philadelphia, so I th- think it came from there. Yeah. But at this time too, they even in the United States, they released several different variant boxes. Some of them had the Rainbow Land in the background. Some of them had just a blue background. Yeah. Uh, for a while, they were keeping track of them, but that could be just they had different styles of boxes. Maybe that's why you have a different box than we do. Um, but yeah, give me a second. I want to look at my color castle box and see if mine looks like see hers. If it's the same. Or it's the other one. Yeah, I'll be right back. Sure. Okay. Okay, I'm back. Welcome back. Thank you. Yeah, mine is exactly the same as Tina's. So now I'm trying to cool. figure out where the heck these pictures came from. <laughs> Maybe I'm. I don't know. Weird. Yeah, I'm gonna have to ask around now because that's bizarre because I think that's the only place they talked about the beanies I don't see those listed on anything I was like checking real quick on some of the backs of some of the other like the light up sprite figures and so forth but I don't see these on anything else so they had to just be on some of the castles weird huh. I didn't really like those light up sprites very much though yeah me neither they look like gorillas <laughs> <laughs> they did actually they were too big <laughs> <laughs> yep, they were too big and kind of creepy. Like, if they had lit up a cool color, but they, they were all red, I think, right? She made them look evil. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose, though, at least they did try and stick with sort of the original design. Yeah. It was close. But not good enough. So, you got to do better this time, Hallmark. With the new cartoon, what do you think they'll do? Because personally, I think if you look at the original cartoon, it's not overly 80s. I think it's a bit timeless, yeah. really. I agree completely. Yeah. I mean, they could use the new animation styles that are available these days. Because, I mean, back then it was all being drawn by hand. And now they're doing everything via computers. So it's going to look slightly different just because they're using a completely different medium. But I think they could absolutely keep the styles the same or very similar and it would absolutely work fine with uh, today's generation of kids and adults. Because it's not just kids that watch cartoons anymore. <laughs> nope. <laughs> well, My Little Pony has a huge adult following. Well, yes. I, I actually thought that it was very rude of a lot of people to dismiss men liking My Little Pony. Because it was men that wrote a lot of the stuff that we grew up with. Rainbow Bright was written by men. You're right. Mm. You are right. Some of the books were written by women, but Howard R. Cohen was the main writer on all the episodes we know and love. Yeah, and Woody Kling would did the original ones. Our favorite episodes were by him. Mm-hmm. Which ones are they? 
the first ones, Peril in the Pits and uh, Mighty Monster Mark Menace, were written by Woody Kling. And then Howard R. Cohen wrote the movie and all the other shows, except for the one which was by the Miliani woman. I can't remember her first name. But it was based on an outline that uh, Howard R. Cohen wrote. Well, speaking of, you know, people being down on the bronies, since Tina published her article about the new cartoon on Metro, it's kind of blown up over the internet. I've counted, actually, let me count, literally, um, before I just say a random number. That'll be close, but not right. So, Yeah, one of the links that I saw that you had from 17 actually said that it came from Cosmopolitan. I'm like, they're reporting this on I Cosmo? saw that. <laughs> but um, the funny thing is that when I first saw um, Emily's Instagram, apart from uh, message Katie, go, oh, my God, have you seen this? Do you know about this? Um, I actually, I wasn't working because I don't work Saturday. So I messaged um, my team and I said, oh, seriously, amazing, amazing. Look at this, look at this. Yeah. Nobody actually replied to me. Nobody did anything on it. And then on Monday when I was in, I then brought it up again to my manager. She said, I know I saw that I wasn't working either, but I loved Rainbow Bright. Do something quick, free articles, go do it. And nice. um, yeah, so I was the only one who ended up doing it <laughs> because the others were all sadly too young, <laughs> too young to know of Rainbow Bright. <laughs> and that's also why I write all the gem articles. <laughs> nice. Well, I was curious how you originally came across Emily's Instagram or tweet. <laughs> um, well, because in my researching for the gem stuff, because there's so, so little information on the movie, just you have to go searching. So I do Google searches like gem 2014. And sometimes I do it for Rainbow Bright as well, just because mm-hmm. I want to know, you know, is there anything happening? And I was looking on Twitter, I don't know, I searched sometimes, and I saw someone tweet Emily saying, oh my God, who's looking after the Rainbow Bright reboot? And I thought, what, what's this? So I then clicked on it, saw she said about animation, but it didn't say Rainbow Bright in that because it was a short post from Instagram. And then when I clicked on it, I was like, oh, what? Hang on, <laughs> are my eyes actually seeing this correctly? <gasps> and I was so excited. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And had no one to share the excitement with until I went on Facebook and said, Katie. <laughs> yeah, and then you sent me a tweet. But I, I was Yeah, and then I then I tweeted you and said, Oh, do you know about this? Yeah, I was actually in the car, headed home from the beach, and I was in this, you know, maybe ten mile radius where I actually had a a data connection on my phone. So I was very, very quickly trying to post it on rainbowbright.net's Facebook page and reply to you and OMG and squee and try not to deafen my husband with my (laughs) screaming in the car before I lost the connection. (laughs) So I was like rapidly clicking and typing and all the things. Um, And when I got home, it was the first thing that I did was just jump online and see what else was out there. But there was nothing other than that until your article came along. And now, yeah, Renee just just found the Cosmopolitan article. So that brings it up to 19 articles that I've come across, most of them just copying your metro. That's quite a big one, though, to pick it up. Yeah, that's (laughs) exciting. Oh, well, at least it's getting the word out there. (laughs) Yeah. Well, when I do regular searches of just to find out new information on, I'm sad to say, a daily basis. And so all of a sudden, 
everything is this. Yes. Because <laughs> it's like, I was like, anything, anything new? And it's all this article. I'm like, okay, that's it. I should keep it a break for like a week and come back and see if there's anything new. <laughs> well, there will be something new. Yes. I'm writing a follow-up article. Tell us a little bit about this. Uh, well, one of my things that I'm looking to do is an article about what we'd like to see from a new cartoon. Awesome. And with that include Bettina's comments and also what Hallmark had to say so far. And I cannot wait for the day that they do actually get in touch with more information. Please actually do it. Please. That would be an amazing day. And I feel very sorry for the person who sits next to me because I will probably squee. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could see them just starting over at this point because it's been so long since the 80s. Uh, you know, People like us have seen all the episodes and remember, but... And again, it's not only 13 episodes. People could get on YouTube and refresh their memories. But since people are lazy and probably aren't going to do that, like the general public, I mean, um, I could see them just kind of starting over. I don't know if they're necessarily going to do beginning of Rainbow Land type origin story again, but just kind of rebooting instead of adding on to the existing. Well, they've just brought Sailor Moon back, um, which is literally... It's more closely following the uh, manga than the original anime, but that's 20 or 20, I think it's 22 years later. Mm-hmm. But it's literally they're retelling the story. Oh, cool. With slight differences. And now with all the articles that have come out since yours, because yours has gotten several comments as well. And I need to go back and read through more comments on all, all of these articles because they're all getting a lot of attention. But I've seen the gamut of responses. It, it ranges from people like us that are like, oh, gee, that's amazing. I loved that cartoon when I was a kid. I'm so happy. I can't wait to show it to my kids, etc." To others just being horrified, like, oh, my God, would they stop with the reboots? I'm sick of them ruining my childhood because they think it's going to be like the 2009 Rainbow Bright, which it might be. We don't know, but I'm hoping it won't be because they... I, I think the general consensus with 80s Toon fans is we don't like the aged remakes when they make them look like tweens with makeup and etc. Um, so there's there's definitely the people that are scared of it and just horrified by it and are not giving it a fair chance. Hopefully when it comes out, if it's what we're hoping it'll be, they'll change their mind. I think they will. They'll, they'll come around if it's awesome enough. But right now they're all like, oh, stop. Um... And then there's the others that are already trying to come up with a name for the inevitable brony counterpart, which is just sad. Just come on. There can be guys that like Rainbow Bright. They don't have to have a name to to label them. But one of them that they came up with was Rainbrows, which I thought was kind of funny. I was just thinking that. What would it be? And I was thinking Rainbow Bros, but I like Rainbrows. Rainbrows. There were a few other variations I saw, but that was the one that stuck in my head as as being actually kind of cute. But I don't <laughs> think we need a label for guys if there are guys that like the show. Just let everybody who likes it like it. Just stop labeling people. <laughs> I think, honestly, the whole idea that we're getting a new cartoon is still sinking in for me. I don't know about you guys, but all week it's just slowly it's getting more and more real to me. But it still doesn't feel quite tangible like maybe it's just because i haven't seen it yet although i know that it's 
it's happening. Hallmark has confirmed it. We know that it's true now, but I still, I need something else to really cement it into my brain, I think. I wonder how many episodes they'll make as well. Yeah. I don't know. I hope it's a lot because we only got 13. We need more. (laughs) Well, in America, regular television series, uh, they usually have anywhere from 24 episodes, sometimes 40, depending on if it's a half hour show or not. Uh, But usually 24 because that's how many My Little Pony has. Um, And I know because... I, I like to watch the BBC and a lot of British shows, and you guys only get six episodes. Come on. <laughs> but they're really well done episodes. It's quality, not quantity. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, it would just be EastEnders all the time. <laughs> well, because first of all, here in America, they like to, for shows to be able to go into syndication. That usually takes about 100 episodes before something will go into syndication. So they usually by season four. If you get a season four, you're going into syndication, which that just means they replay you on other networks. <laughs> okay, gotcha. <laughs> and that means subsidiaries. Yes. <laughs> and residuals and money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Royalties. Nice, yes, nice. One. yes. Yeah, I think that this could be huge if it's done well. I know some people are complaining about all the reboots and Hollywood has no new ideas, etc. But that's not true. We do get new movies and shows all the time that are not reboots. And I like the reboots a lot of the time. I mean, like we've said, the new Strawberry Shortcake and Care Bears, maybe not so much. But the new um, My Little Pony is excellent. The He-Man from the early 2000s was excellent. So that it can be done right. Teenage Mutant Ninja. Yeah. Yeah, go on, Turtles. I really like them, too. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles have had, I think, what, four different reboots in an animated series that have been going strong since the 80s. Yeah. Um, Even Thundercats had a really good reboot there for a while. It didn't last very long, sadly. Yeah, it got one season. But it was really good. So, we'll see. And there's still talk of a movie for that, so. Oh, nice. What, Thundercats? Yeah, they've been saying for years that there's a plan to make one. Hmm. In the remade Thundercats, I like that they that they did do a nod to the original fans by having the original voice cast in the remake. Did they? The voice of Lionel was actually the voice of the new Lionel's father. That's right. Larry ah. Kenny was back in it. I'd forgotten that myself. And that guy's amazing. I actually got to meet him at PowerCon last year. He's so cool. <laughs> so what is something that either of you are looking forward to? Merchandise. Merchandise and merchandise. Don't mention merchandise. <laughs> Amen to that. But I would like to see it done. <laughs> I would like to see it become international, though. You know, we, we want it here, too. Yeah. We know from back in the day that it was huge in Germany. So if they don't at least offer this to people in Germany, then they're doing something wrong. They have to at least market it over there because we know that people our age that still live in Germany are going to remember it fondly. And it might be just as popular today as it was back then. They don't know until they try. One little thing here. 
Mm-hmm. All right. So mm-hmm. Rainbow Bright started in the United States, 1984. Moved over to Europe and England, 1986. And to Germany around 1986, 1987. Australia, I want to say it went there probably around the same time, maybe a little bit after. It went into uh, to Saudi Arabia and Egypt and all that stuff in the 90s. And South America. We've got uh-huh. things from Argentina. Really? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. I've got like a sticker book from Argentina. I think it's dated 1990. So, yeah, it went around the world. That explains why you could still get quite a lot of stuff into the 90s. Yeah, that's true. Doesn't explain the 90s reboot. No. (laughs) We're going to pretend that didn't happen. (laughs) No. I've got one of those dolls. I got it in a charity shop. Nice. (laughs) I've got them all just on principle, but that's that's all I'll say about that. What are you most looking forward to about it then, Katie? Well, let's see. There's so many things I'm looking forward to. Um, I honestly think my biggest thing I'm looking forward to is seeing the fans' reactions. Uh, You know, Renee and I have been hosting these websites for several years, trying to keep interest in the property alive, keep the information out there. Because she's she kind of disappeared, you know. They've had the few little relaunches here and there of a few dolls or the clips online, but for the most part, they haven't done anything with her since the '80s. Nothing big, anyway. Um, so we've been trying to to show them and show the world that Rainbow Bright still has people who love her and that she's still relevant and that kids of any age and any generation, I think, would identify and with and love her. So I'm just excited to see people reconnect with Rainbow Bright. I mean, a lot of people already are. You know, every Throwback Thursday, there's somebody posting a Rainbow Bright picture um, of them as a kid, either in a costume or with their Rainbow Bright bedsheets or with their dolls. So people still remember her, but I think this will make even more people remember her. Ones that maybe had been focusing on other properties uh, and had forgotten about Rainbow, and then all of a sudden, this is in front of their face, and they're like, oh, yeah, I remember that show. Um, so I'm hoping it'll just gain, it'll make the property gain even more interest and more fans, because that's all we can really hope for, is people to remember her, to love her, to keep her alive, you know, for uh, at least 100 more years, if not longer. <laughs> Forever and ever. Um, yeah, but in the show itself, I think I'm most excited to see Rainbow Land and see how different it's going to be or the same. Because Rainbow Land's always just been such a magical place. I love how it was laid out. It, and it even differed in some artwork. You know, the pits would be on this side in this picture and on that side in this picture. <laughs> so it wasn't necessarily consistent, but we knew, we had a general idea of what Rainbow Land looked like and. I, I'm interested to see what their new take on it is going to be. Well, even the sleeping arrangement of the color kids and Rainbow were different, weren't they, in the movie and then in the cartoon? Yeah, I think they were, weren't they? It was a bit like Big Brother. They all slept in this sort of long bed, didn't they? Yeah, they're, at least in one of the episodes and then they she, did. she had her own bed. Yeah, Monstro Merc. Although that could have just been they knew that there was a threat, so they were all sticking together. For that night since they had Brian out keeping watch. Maybe they didn't always sleep in the same bed. But they, maybe they did. We don't know. <laughs> Renee, what are you most looking forward to? 
I am mostly looking forward to... I'm kind of curious to know what the conflicts are going to be, if they're going to have any new villains. Um, and overall, how, how star sprinkles and everything were, have changed. I'm like, are they going to change it? Are they still going to be stars? Uh, and then 2009 relaunch, they were like, like crystals that were floating off of trees. It was weird. Yeah, that was um, a little odd. Uh, but I'm I'm very interested to see how much magic is still left because in the last one they they kind of took the color belt away, which kind of made me sad. I didn't really mind the scepter, but I hated that the the color belt just didn't seem to be used as much. Mm-hmm. And then of course I I always wanted there to be more interactions with the other color kids, uh, more color kid interactions. I understand it's rainbow bright, but you know you don't don't forget about them. Um, I'd like to see more about those characters because Canary didn't get a lot and Red didn't get as much. Well, Red got more with Brian, but you didn't hear as much around Canary, Indigo, or uh, Lala. You know, mm-hmm. I wanted to hear more about those characters. So I'd like to see more color kid interaction and um, development of those characters and make me love them. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, because they always say that Patsy was a. Uh her best friend but i never saw any evidence of that in the series did you no i agree in the books do you remember in which the book books or which they books? mention uh i want to say meadowbrook deer because that one was a patty source it was a really patty focused book between patty and rainbow okay but i don't know if i even like the idea of rainbow bright having one particular best friend other than starlight and twink <laughs> Because then you're playing favorites. I don't know. <laughs> and in the books, they mentioned that uh, Canary was her favorite friend. I don't know. You're right. I think it said that yellow was her favorite color. I personally would have thought that they would have balanced the color spectrum between boys and girls more, to be honest. Because mm-hmm. there was two boys and the rest of the characters were girls. No offense to Canary Yellow, but I thought she could have been a boy. Yeah. And maybe in the new series, they'll mix that up a little bit. Because I really wouldn't care if they change genders or change nationalities, as long as they're all, rep- as long as all the colors are represented. One that I thought that would be really interesting would be to focus on the primary colors, because technically there are three major colors that make all the others. Red, blue, and yellow. Put red and yellow together, you have orange. You put yellow and uh, blue together, you got green. You mm-hmm. put blue and red together, you got purple. So you, you should have your three primaries. And I think those three kids, those three colors should have a larger role because they are the primary colors and they make all the others. Maybe. Just a theory. But if all the color kids are there, then I'd rather them all get equal opportunities, <laughs> equal screen time. <laughs> I don't want the secondary colors feeling secondary. (laughs) Well, I wonder if they're actually going to limit the color kids to being only uh, because they took away Indigo. Oh, you mean from the rainbow? Yeah, they took away Indigo. Yeah. Uh, I never really understood Tickle Pink and Moonglow's really, well, Moonglow maybe, Tickle Pink not really. I can see them wanting a pink character, though. Little girls love pink. I love pink. (laughs) But why not have her originally, though? Yeah. Apart from the fact that they decided to make new dolls. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. I, you know what I do want to see? What? I want to see baby versions of everybody. I want to see a baby Rainbow Bright. <laughs> That'd be adorable. You want to see like the Care Bears movie too in Rainbow Bright form? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, we're all wearing diapers. <laughs> I'm thinking of the Disney princess babies that they came out with, where they have all the Disney princesses oh, yeah. as babies. So it's like Muppet babies. I squeezed. I was like, I want to see Rainbow <laughs> like that. I kept imagining Rainbow with her little diaper. <laughs> well, I hope they bring Baby Bright back, too. <laughs> well, maybe they'll take the lost episode, you know, from the original series that was never developed, and make an episode in this new one that focuses on baby bright and what comes next in rainbow land whole baby sprite thing and all that i don't know i'm sorry but when you bring in procreating into any kind of children's show i get creeped out (laughs) but it was just she came out of the baby then no no she came out of the rocks which is creepy sounding but we made a joke out of that because the last one I kept imagining that they dig in the color caves and they find another kid because in the story that came with Baby Bright, that's what they were doing. They were digging in the mines and they came across a baby. <laughs> that's what it was. <laughs> that was Baby Bright's story that came with the doll when you got the doll. Uh, which... You'd think then that that doll, they, they did another baby doll, didn't they, that was never released. Maybe that was supposed to be that because they did bring the baby sprites out, didn't they? Newborn yeah. star. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that would be cool if they included Newborn Star in the new one. And a doll. We want a doll. We want all the dolls. I think they know that. (laughs) But especially the ones that were prototyped and never made. That could be a song. We want all the dolls. (laughs) I'm surprised that we've seen so many prototypes that we have so far. Like the Skydancer prototypes that never got released. Skydancer? I don't remember seeing that one. It's on um, Galactic Cat's collection. Okay, now I have to go look. Hang on. <laughs> it's, it's the Black Horses. <laughs> it was supposed to be for Stormy. I liked the Carlo Castle she got as well. You know, the uh, doll holder. That was quite nice. It's a shame they never made yeah. that one. Yeah, mm. I love that. Here's that rainbow lurky that I love. Oh, you're right. Oh, my God. There he is. Second design for unproduced horse intended to be Stormy's horse for dress-up doll line. Hand-painted and sewn. Whoa! I don't think I ever saw this before. Oh, there's two versions. Hmm. One is black and one is purple. Mm-hmm. Because uh, originally Stormy was designed to be a villain and her color scheme was going to either be purple or black and silver. Dude... Unless the black horse could be um, Onyx. Well, it's got the lightning bolt on it and the purple hair. So, yeah, it must have been intended for Stormy. That's really cool. I don't know how I missed that. I do think that it would be uh, curious if they were to do, again, like I mentioned with the other cartoons that are re-releasing their merchandise, them to actually re-release these unreleased items or rarer items so that we could have them in our collections, like a moon glow and a stormy Mm -hmm. because those were the most rare and the hard plastic dolls. And then you could add those to your collection and somewhat, I guess, complete it Mm -hmm. because I get letters pretty regularly about people wanting custom stormy so that they can complete their collections. Yeah. 
We definitely want Stormy, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If that doesn't happen, somebody's getting a really nasty email from me. <laughs> Just seeing it now. I'm surprised after the Tickle Pink one that uh, Madame Alexandra didn't do it, though. Me too. I was waiting for that. It's like of all the dolls they could have done, they had the opportunity and no. Doggone it. So this is our this is our time, you guys. This is our chance. New cartoon must have Stormy. Because <laughs> if the cartoon <laughs> has Stormy and it, if the cartoon does well and they do merchandising, then they, they have to do it. There would be no excuse at that point to not do a Stormy doll. Unless they just hate us and really want us to suffer. <laughs> stormy, stormy, stormy. I'm just going to keep chanting her name until it happens. <laughs> and mm. I want more Rainbow Bright books. Yeah, because we did get that for a bit, didn't we? We did. And I really liked yeah, we did those. Get, we, yeah, that was really nice. Yeah, and it was the original style as well. Mm-hmm. It had some new artwork in it. Yeah, yeah. That, that was, yeah. A lot of the coloring books I were disappointed in. There was a couple that they did re-release in 2004 that I really did like because it was new Rainbow Bright artwork. Mm -hmm. And it was very nicely done. Some of it was not. It was like they took the pictures from RainbowBright.net where they were kind of grainy and then like put it in Flash and said to smooth out the lines so it looked weird. (laughs) It's possible. I think the bottom line is we cannot wait to see what they're going to do. So until then, we're going to keep speculating yes. <laughs> and keep freaking out and inventing in our heads what it could possibly be and what we want it to be and keep our fingers crossed that it's going to be something awesome, which I think it will be. I'm keeping the faith. I'm not going to be one of those Debbie Downers fans who's worried that it's going to ruin their childhood this is always going to be separate from the original, just like the 2009 version was separate from the original. You just, you cart, you compartmentalize in your brain. We're human. We have the ability to do that. <laughs> just put your childhood memories in one file and memories for the new one in the new file. It'll be okay. Nobody's going to rewrite your childhood. So shh. <laughs> Bring it out soon. <laughs> Yes. Don't worry. Your memories are safe. That's what RainbowBright.net and .co.uk are for, to keep the history there. They're not going to erase it. Absolutely not. We will definitely update to include the new stuff, but we're never, ever going to get rid of the old stuff. Do not fear. Well, this episode has definitely been fun. We've been very informative and very nostalgic and very random. Hope you enjoyed it. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) We want to thank you for taking the time out, of course, to download Brightcast, the Rainbow Bright podcast, and hope that you will tune in uh, for our next episode. Until then, we want to thank our lovely little co-host for this episode, Miss Tina Campbell. Thank, thank you, you for so tuning in. Thank you, very much. thank you. Thanks for having me, and keep up the fantastic work on both RainbowBright.net and RainbowBright.co.uk. Oh, thanks, girl. Thank you very much, and we hope to have you on again. So, uh, yes, would love to. <laughs> awesome. Well, keep up your good work, too, of also spreading Rainbow Bright through Metro and everything. You give us lots. You give us stuff to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, I will do. (laughs) Tell our next episode, everybody. Um, Thank you again for tuning in. Make sure to look for us on YouTube, Twitter, uh, Facebook, and uh, drop us a line at brightcast at gmail.com. That's B-R-I-T-E-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. 
All right, don't forget to uh, leave us a voicemail at uh, 702-900-STAR, or that's 702-900-7827, or just go to thebrightcast.com to drop us a message and see the archive of all previous shows. So until our next episode, everybody, have have a rainbow rainbow day. day!